Welcome to this week in Metropolis. King P here. And Stelio7. And welcome to another episode of This Week in Metropolis. Yep, we had a, uh, a guest on last week's show, which was, an, uh, we'll say thanks again to Mark for joining us. That was a good episode last week. It was. O- yeah. Always a pleasure. Um, this week, it is just back to the two of us, sadly. Um, but we will have more guests on in uh, future episodes. We're, we're trying to arrange dates at the moment. So watch out for that. But this week we are back to um, what seemed to go down quite well a couple of weeks ago, which was um, our top fives. And we've had a top five uh, request sent in from Ryan Alwood. Um, so thanks for that, Ryan. He has asked us, Matt, what our top five box sets are. So okay. I I gave you this um, this task uh, back in the last week. I get a struggle because I actually probably had too many to go through on this and then had to really slim it down. We did discuss whether we were just going to do TV shows or movies. Uh, we've decided, I'm assuming <laughs> you've done the same because I'm pretty sure we discussed this. We're doing a mixture of both. Yes, that's yeah. good. I'm glad you said that. I was, I was thinking, oh my God, he's going to say movies and I've mm. got mixture. Yeah. Uh, it was actually just documentaries um, that I was looking for. But Well, Funny enough, my top, my number one is a documentary. So, and I'm guessing I might know what it is, yeah. but we'll uh, we'll come to that. It's not that one. Um, it's not what I was thinking. Oh, interesting. Um, anyway, well, let, let's kick off with um, yeah. we'll kick off with your number five then, please, Matt. Oh, number five um, is uh, uh, I don't know. You can really call it a guilty pleasure. I guess people are, uh, they're possibly mixed. Uh, reactions to it. Uh, my top, well, number five is Fast and Furious box set, which is this particular one. Though it's not all the films, I do own all the films, but this one is the um, one, two, three, and four in in that particular one. Um, I just, I remember seeing the, the original Fast and Furious when it came out, or not not in the cinema. I think when it came out on DVD or whatever afterwards. Um, and I absolutely loved it. I've always been a fan of cars, and just it, it, it was that insight into this this weird sort of culture of the cars and whatever. But with a, a fairly decent action film attached to it, and I've just followed through all of the um, films in the series. What what it is now is a, a, a series or a franchise, whatever you'd call it. Is so different, I think, from the original film. Like you see the original film, and it is a great film in itself. The newer films are a bit more; they are pretty standard action films, aren't they? And try and outdo each other each time. But I, I, I do genuinely still enjoy them. It is, it's still a, a, a series that I revisit quite often. It's on I've, TV quite often now. I mean, you know my thoughts on this, but for the listeners. I, I do like the Fast and the Furious films. Um, I want to say the first one I thought was incredible. Second one was really good. And then went was the third one Tokyo Drift? Yeah. yeah. That's where I kind of started falling out of love with it a little bit. But And then it slowly come back around, mainly because uh, Dwayne Johnson's in the uh, the newer ones and Jason Statham. Um, legends of cinema. Legend, both legends. Um and and they've kind of now gone into that almost, you know, like Mission Impossible always tries yeah. to do something a bit more. I feel yeah. like that's kind of where they're at now as a, as a brand and as a franchise. It's always trying to get one over the last one uh, yeah. where you've got the rock, you know, holding on to a chain which is attached to a helicopter or something like that, where he's well, literally holding it to uh, the whole weight of the helicopter like in his bare arms. And that is an actual scene. I believe that's yeah. not even an exaggeration. Is it? It's yeah, yeah. one of us on the back of a truck, and he's pulling a helicopter. I think. I think all this can mean is that we are going to get to a point where he or whoever the the muscle is in future films will be pulling a planet towards them. <laughs> well, do you know what you say that recently? I, I think it was a week or so ago. 
uh, Ludicrous. Can't remember his real name, but very, very. I think his name is Lou. Lou. Ludicrous. Um, was being interviewed because he's now in the series, um, and the I think the interviewer said to him, every every film you're sort of upping your game, you've jumped out of buildings, you blah blah blah. Or like I think they. I raced a submarine, wasn't it, in one of the reasons, all this mad stuff. Surely the only place you, you could, uh, you know, take it to now is space. And apparently he gave a funny look and was a bit sort of, oh, well, I can't really talk about that. So it suggests that they will actually be in space. Yeah. Well, let's let's see. Let's see. I, I thought Ludacris was um, in some of the earlier ones, was he not? Um, he, I can't remember which one, but maybe it was four. Uh, yeah. His first one, but it, it, in the newer sort of ones, certainly. Yeah. He's, it, oh no, what am I talking about? No, I'm such an idiot. Yes, he is in. He was in the second one. It was because when um, uh, Brian, the the character, uh, what's his name, who died, um, Paul, Paul Walker. Yeah. Yeah, in the second one, he, he um, goes to Miami, I think he is, something like yeah. that. I'm talking as if I've never seen this film. <laughs> Honestly. Number five. This is one, <laughs> this is one of my favourites. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he goes to a place and his mate is ludicrous. He's putting on the uh, races there. Um, but later on, he t- his character changes quite a lot because he's more of a computer sort of expert in the later films, which is mm. a bit odd. But, it's, yeah. it's just, just to round up on this this. Um, your number five is it's interesting with what happened to Paul Walker that they still carried it on because you sometimes see but I think it becomes so big because yeah. what, num- what number would have been his last one that he was kind of part uh, in six or seven yeah. maybe wasn't it yeah I guess because they'd got so big as a brand and as a franchise it, it could and it, and it hasn't yeah. struggled since then if you know what I mean like Vin yeah. Diesel's obviously become the main guy alongside The Rock and Dwayne Johnson yeah. and Jason Statham, I'd say, with the other characters around him. So Yeah, that's um, My number five, not movie um, related, is the series Prison Break. Nice. Um, it seems like forever ago that I watched it, but really enjoyed it. Um, for what it was, I thought the characters, the story behind it. Have you seen Prison Break? Yeah, I watched the first. I want to say I watched the first two seasons of that when it was out originally, yeah. but then switched off when I think they escaped, didn't they? Like the first one was in prison, then the second series was them escape, and then didn't the second one end with, oh, we're going to go back into prison again? They, they so basically they basically got put into a prison that. in Mexico, yeah. So that was it. and I thought I've had enough. And, and do you know what? A lot of people would say that that it's it's um it's probably a reason why it wouldn't be in a lot of people's top series of watching because they kind of went back over the same story. But I mean I I want to say I might be wrong and listeners can correct me. There was a, a writer's strike um in America around uh, yeah. around a certain year and and another series which I'll talk about later suffered from that as well. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it was um in the same time span, where they just went, oh, just put them in prison again. But as a, like on the whole, the series was really interesting with the characters. I remember you had, um, wasn't his name Teabag, the one who used to who was he was awful as a character. But yeah. but there were still certain elements further down where you did feel sorry for him in cases, yeah. and then he'd go and do something to ruin it again. But yeah. um, was it Went- Wentworth Miller? He was the yeah the lead and then his brother both of which later went on to um some dc stuff legends of tomorrow and and one of them's like mr freeze or something no he's not mr freeze but it's it's there's one who's anyway that's that's irrelevant to this but they worked they worked well together in prison break and i think it, it helped obviously down the line as well although i would have thought they would have been kind of cast in bigger roles after that because i thought the series yeah. was was one of the top series at the time so that's my number five. Great choice. Uh, I, I, say, I, I used to watch it when, when it first came out. I thought it was such a. I remember 
it being such an intriguing story with, with him and his tattoos and stuff. You're thinking, well, you know, where's this going almost? And so on. Brilliant. It was like a map, wasn't it, to, um, yeah. to, to how to get out and all that stuff. Yeah, very interesting. And he couldn't remember anything, couldn't he? Or have I made that up? No. Have I made that up? <laughs> Honestly, that's one of my favourites as well. Um, we're, we're doing really well with this. Um, Are you not thinking that there's another series, and I can't remember what it's called, but I've seen quite a few of them, where um, there's a lady and she wakes up, they find her and she's covered in tattoos and she can't remember. Blind spot, that's called. And she's covered in tattoos and, she, and they try and find her past by analysing the tattoos because it's like almost like the story of her life. Are you thinking but, of that one? I've not seen that, but I, I think I've heard of it. But yeah, you've I, just I, been the I, plot I, of that whole series, basically. Now, coming in at number five, Blind Spot. Um, <laughs> no, but with, with, um, with Prison Break, I, for some reason in my head, I thought all the tattoos led something. Or did he do that? So he, how he got to the prison, wasn't it? For his, or how he got out of the prison was his tattoos. Right. But you have seen this before. Of course, I have seen it, but it was a while, like I said, it was a while ago. I just remember it was really engrossing at the time. But yeah. was, was there not? He, I thought he got the tattoos, then he gets himself in prison, then he uses the tattoos as a map to get out. Out, of, out of prison. Yeah. Right. Dig hole. <laughs> Through wall. Yes. Um, anyway, five star. <laughs> Go watch it. What's your number four? Uh, my number four is is a fairly standard one in regards to Star Wars. Um, it's the box set which is the original trilogy. Oh, hold out, as I've got next week. Um, the original trilogy. So, um, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Just films I grew up with. Films I absolutely love and. Um, yeah, I, I, the unfortunate thing is, is I never had, uh, we, we have, I think, on VHS, the original ones before George Lucas started fiddling about with them. This one is the one sort of after he changed certain parts of it. And it, it, it depends how you feel and how strongly you feel about those sort of things. But yeah, sort of a part of my youth and part of it shaping what I like, really, those, those three films. I've I've got that exact box set. Um, sadly, it's not in my top five, which some people might gasp at. But um, and and that's a point I want to make here. These are all box sets that you or I physically own. They're yes. not just ones that we've seen on TV on Sky box sets or box sets. other other um, TV providers are yeah. available. Um, and that's yeah. what I felt important when you gave the the sort of the challenge of thinking of it. The, the first thing I did was went into where I keep all my DVDs and talk. My DVD oh, library. My library. <laughs> many, many DVDs. Yeah. And thought, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Because I'm not very good at watching box sets. But I can guarantee that all of these I've watched as well. Yeah. I like the story we said about box sets the other week. Well, we we can so, let's have a little detour here because that is something we've mentioned about box sets. You and I physically own. I've still got some that's still with the wrappers because yeah. I haven't opened them. And one of which I think did we both say we owned, which was Alien or, or Alien? No, I bought, I remember being lent Alien from a friend who it is the Alien quadrilogy. I think yeah, so that's what I've got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my friend being absolutely insistent that I watch it, like, oh my god, it's the most amazing thing ever. And I'd seen Alien and Aliens. Mm -hmm. I think I saw Alien Three at the cinema even, and that was pretty poor as mm -hmm. far as I remember. But yeah. I, I find when people lend something to me, I, it's that natural reaction I have of, oh my god, that's like eight hours of, of my life to watch. <laughs> I can't cope with that. Yeah. yeah, and I just never get started in doing it. Yeah, and I do want that box set back. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny though because you you do need to invest. Even as recently as my birthday at the beginning of this year, um, I was bought a box. It's not really a box set. It's a series, but again, it's 
when it's a series it's kind of three or four hours it's not it's not even an hour yeah. or two like it like you would a movie but it's a few hours you've got to invest which i still haven't got out of the wrapper apologies mark i will watch um it's, what is Ho- it? it's hospital people which is a, a bbc you will actually like it though because the comedian character ivan brackenbury hospital radio oh right it's right, him. I'll take back everything I said because <laughs> so, he's amazing. Yeah. Apologies, Mark. Um, apologies, Mark. It's a good it, one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's his character, but he does he plays like three or four different characters inside a hospital, including Ivan Breckenbury, the hospital DJ. Um, but but in a TV show, uh, which I've never seen, but that's where that character that he does on stand-up is based on. So, um, yeah. But yeah, the, it's funny because like so I remember when I was younger, you used to, like at Christmas, I'd always ask for all different box sets of things to watch yeah. like you say just spending the time investing in watching sitting down and, and i can't do that thing where i'm flipping between series either i need to kind of invest and have all my attention on one movie ones are slightly different i think because mm. when you see movies usually they're at the cinema and you wait a year or whatever until the next one's out anyway but with a tv series one then quite different i remember there being so much more of a thing though with um, box sets and DVDs in general it, it is becoming and certainly to me and I think it's probably the same with you it's becoming less of a thing like the, and the same with music it used to be almost like your DVD collection almost sort of like defines your personality and your mates would come around yeah. and look through it and like oh yeah I love that one or why have you got that and, yeah, you know so and it was more of a talking point now Debbie does Dallas Debbie does Dallas that we've not, the, bo- not, the, not, so, not the box set Oh, box set. I didn't think they did a sequel, did they? As far as I'm aware. Who knows? Anyway, I'm not, I have to look that up now. Let us know in the comments. Um, yeah, I, I, and remember going to HMV and places like that, and them having some big sale where it was like two for a tenner or whatever, and yeah. thinking, yeah, go come back with a huge bag of stuff. Yeah, it's stuff's too accessible now, isn't it? Well, I, I used to work for a DVD wholesaler back in the day, back in my youth, one of my first jobs, and. Um, we used to have all sorts in there, like of different movies. Um, the way, we, like, we used to sell them online, so you'd have people searching for certain collectibles and things like that. And uh, but obviously, if we did ever have anything decent, I would almost have first dibs on buying it. And a lot of the box sets I own were from from buying yeah. it from when I worked there. So yeah, it used to be such a big industry, I think. But mm. since you've got digital downloads and things like that now. It's um, it's obviously becoming less. And it's uh, funny you saying it again, slightly digressing from the top five, but you said that the collector's editions that again it seems a little bit, uh, it's almost a little bit alien now, like the the steel book ones. And yeah. I've, got, I've got a my copy of Blade Runner that I own. It's it's really cool, like set, but it's in this metal box, and you yeah. open it up, it's got like it's, uh, little slides from the film and all yeah. this. And all, or I think I've got a Kira as well in a very similar thing, and yeah, you, you pay twenty quid extra just because it's in a metal box. But you yeah. know, it's... but I guess if it's that sort of, if it's one of your all-time favourites, you probably yeah. would. And more so, I guess, as you get a bit older. I think when you're younger, you probably just want the the hard copy of it to to go yeah. and watch. You're not bothered about the rest of it. Yeah. But even even in gaming, they do that, now, don't they? I, yeah. I think with the I saw with the Last of Us, the the second one that's just come out. They're doing like a, a, a steel box version of it, which, and then the price just goes up. Even like even done something like with something that yeah. like some of the big box sets with yeah. the games, they yeah. get a prop from the game and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. crazy. Well, getting back into the top five, my number four uh, again is a TV show which I was told about, um, recommended it by a friend um, long time ago. Probably going back seven years ago I'd say seven or eight years ago um, which is Flight of the Concords which was only yeah. two two series um, but I'd never even heard of it and the second I watched this it automatically just like was ridiculously good um, you've watched bits and pieces of it? Or? Well, I've watched a few of them and absolutely yeah. love them but it's one of those ones again that I think I really need to watch it all because yeah. I, I know how much I love it but it's just that investment of, of doing it but hilarious it, yeah. it well the story of a uh, a Kiwi um, music 
duo, let's call right, them. Yeah. Um, Brett and Jermaine, uh, they are the flight of the Concords. That's their, their band, let's call it. You've got their manager, who's useless, who's amazing, also from New Zealand, but they are now in um, they're now in America, trying to break America, basically. And um, the, the songs that they do are just so funny. Um, I, I'd love to like sing them all back to you. And probably with a few alcoholic beverages, I would do that, especially for all the listeners. But um, <laughs> some of which, some of which yeah, some of which I don't want to put the listeners off, but some of which um, I've actually sang at karaoke bars, um, mainly across Lansbury. Um, but it's, it's such a good story. And there is an actual story to it a vague story you don't it's not if you miss one you you're going to ruin you 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 know you're going to ruin the rest of it there's a vague story but the the nuts and bolts of it is it's just so funny with the music that they sing they probably sing for two or three songs maybe even three or four actually per episode they're they're quite short they're only about 30 minutes long but such a great show and and so funny so if you haven't watched that check that out and and uh, Jermaine from it has gone on to quite a few things now, hasn't he? It's yeah, like, Jermaine Clement. Like, yeah, big, big fan of our Moana. Yeah, you know, he is. He is. Um, that crab thing, isn't he? What's the crab called? Um, uh, it'll come to me. But yeah, having watched that film over eight hundred times with my son, um, Tomator is the name of the uh, crab. Uh, which is hilarious. Um, he does the, the voice for that. But he's also been in some Marvel stuff as well. He done, uh, was it Legion? I want to say it was Legion, the one. Um, oh, I'm sure it was Legion he was in. And he was a, he was one of the bad guys in that, I think. Yeah. He, he has gone on to do quite a few bits and pieces, yeah. But even the, the, the their manager, I'll use that term vaguely, manager, is Reese Darby, who is really funny. And he's he's done a few things. He's also a stand-up comic as well. Really funny guy. Get a chance to check some of his stuff out on like YouTube or whatever. But um, yeah, it's an amazing show. It's actually on um, Sky Comedy at the moment, like their their designated channel for the comedy stuff. So I've been re-watching that, which has been nice as well. Yeah. What's uh? Let's move on to three. So my number three is one that I don't know if you've heard of, but one that I absolutely love. Um, growing up which is My So-Called Life, it's called, which is an American um, teen drama, uh, I I would call it. It it came out in 1994, so probably a bit before your time in terms of, I would have been 16 in in 1994, and it's I think the character's a similar age. Um, The main character is played by Claire Danes, who went on to big success in, in um, film after doing that series. And uh, Jared Leto is the sort of love interest in it as well. So again, he then went on to um, doing very big things. It's, it's basically about a girl who's in high school, who is coming of age. She's going through um, drinking, relationships, uh, relationships with her parents and all of that stuff. And and being the age I was when I watched it, it was all the stuff I was going through. So is that um, it's equivalent to what... Being a girl. Being a girl, you know, <laughs> sort of boys, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I just related to it. And there's so many subjects that they covered and so many things that... Um, it was covering no other show at the time was covering sort of thing, particularly aimed at people my age. um, Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Um, And funny thing now, watching it, I've watched it recently, watching it as a parent, the parent characters in it, you now relate to. Because you watching it being younger, you focus on what the, the young people are doing. But, now there, there are lots of scenes when the parents are talking about how they're dealing with the kids and stuff like that. And you emphasise in the conversations they're having, which I think is really, really cool as well, how well written it was. Yeah. And how well rounded it was. So I think, oh, God, yeah, I, I've, I've been, I can relate to that. Yeah. Do, do, do you think there was, because uh, I mean, you say 94, I would have been eight then. So yeah, it probably was a little bit young for 
my time, but do you think that an equivalent would have been something like I watched probably at a similar age, like Dalton's Creek? Yeah, that, which, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's the equivalent to, to that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, I, I would, I don't know, would I call it less prime time than Dawson's Creek? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say because Dawson's, Dawson's Creek as such. You would say it's grittier. Yeah. Interesting, because I thought Dawson's Creek still covered, you had okay. similar sort of elements, but you still had yeah. kind of, there was one who had kind of mental issue, issues. Yeah. You had one who was, I think, drugs started getting involved and things like that. You had the alcohol stuff, which I'm I probably think... underestimating Dawson's Creek because it's been a while since I've seen mm. it. So yeah, I would say that's probably a good equivalent. Is Dawson's yeah. Creek really? And maybe and that's the sort of thing that set the tone for those days. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. But it's a brilliant series. If I don't think it's. It's one of those ones that I said I watched when it came out, but I don't, unless you buy it on DVD, I don't think it's anything that's really going to be on TV anymore. I don't think it's on any streaming services as far as I'm, I know. I, yeah. think, I think that's one of the key things about what draws you into it as well, is if you can relate to it, depending mm. on how old you are. I mean, at an age like we are now, yeah. over 30s, um, we're we're not going to relate to them as much now. A bit like a film like, um, this is one that I was close to putting into my top five, which was the American Pie series. Like growing mm. up, for me, that was like awesome because you wanted to yeah. be going to all these house parties and college and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like it was so funny, but you could relate a lot to it as well. Yeah. Like, you know, losing your virginity and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas now when I watch it, I still find it funny in places, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's cringy. Cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit because you think, oh yeah. God, that's so awkward. Yeah. But, yeah. but at the time I thought it was so cool. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting side to it now where if, you know, if my children, as they get older, watch something similar, you'd be a bit kind of what the parents oh, do. Yeah, and like you said, the way you're watching that now. Whereas with this, I would say it's the sort of thing I'd probably encourage children to watch. Like, mm. or not children, such, but, you know, when my, when my two are in their teens, that that's the sort of thing I'd love them to watch because it, it brings up so many questions and like so many scenarios that you think, oh, wow. You mm. know. Yeah. yeah. Cool. What's yours? Uh, my number three is my only movie pick um, out of my top five. You're going to love it. Oh. It's the Lord of the Rings. Trilogy. I love that. <laughs> and 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 if I could if I could hold it up in front of you now, just to make you even happier, yeah. it's the extended twelve hour complete oh. box set. Didn't you lend me that? I think you lent me that. I did. Did you watch any of it? Um, well. <laughs> So was that one to, of the ones that you got like Alien and was like, uh... but just to, to fill in that story, it, I borrowed it purely for Ben, my oldest son, to watch because he really wanted to watch The Lord of the Rings. And he did. He watched every single one of those. And I came in, sort of watched 10 minutes, moaned a bit and then left the room. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's probably the one of the few kind of... Um, what, what genre would you put that in like fantasy yeah i was going to say fantasy yeah so one of the few that i kind of got hooked on went mm. to the cinema to see all three of them got the extended box set which you know just adds even more to it if you, okay. if you like that sort of thing but oh. ironically the, the probably one of the closest things to it nowadays which everyone says to me i should watch but i almost didn't watch it just because everyone talked about how great it was is game of thrones right um, never watched a single episode of it. Um, I, I will watched, do. I think I will do one day. I watched one episode of Game of Thrones. And again, you know, I, the reason I don't like Lord of the Rings, I don't really like the fantasy sort of stuff. Yeah, it, like elves and stuff. Just didn't really, um, can't really relate to it. <laughs> Weirdly. But so Game of Thrones, watched the first episode of that. Hated it. It was just so grim. It was incest. Like, first episode... People are getting their heads chopped off. Then there's incest. And then some little boy sees the incest and they kill him. <laughs> Brilliant. 
it, 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 why am I watching this? You know, it's a bit like, wow. This can only get better. <laughs> and I know that that's probably a really divisive comment because so many people are like, yeah. oh, my God, I, what is going through? That's the thing. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they've watched it all yeah. and said they don't like it. But then there's been other things like that. If if I mean, when I say like that, I'm talking about series that people absolutely love that I watched and didn't necessarily enjoy. You know what I'm going to yeah. say? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Honestly, yeah. I I think I need to watch that again because first time through, we were encouraged to watch it by a friend of ours. Yeah. And I I got all the way through and I went, was that it? Oh, I'm not getting... Yeah. All of it. The only got to, I think I got to the end of series two or three, something like that, and then just gave up. It's so slow. Yeah. So slow. There were some amazing scenes here. And yeah. I think some amazing episodes where I thought that that is almost perfection how they've done that, but just not enough to keep me going, mm. um, really. And it is that I've I've got this ingrained thing of if someone tells me how good something is and I need to watch it, I will hate it. Yeah. You, like you, you, they're, they're trying to get your hopes up straight away and then anything but perfect Deadpool. is unacceptable. Deadpool fell into that bracket. I sat there and watched him and thought, eh, is that it? 28 days later, do you remember yeah. that film? Yeah. Everyone said to me, no, it's the greatest thing you ever see. You know, watch it. I watched it. I'm like, eh, all right. And do you know what? It's funny you say that because what? when you think about some of the, I mean, this isn't, I assume this is in the box set yet, but something you and I have been to see, which actually the, came out of nowhere and the the actual reviews on it weren't hyping it up to be something incredible was the oh god what was it called we went to the cinema to see it and do you remember it was like all of a sudden it was next week it's out cloverfield oh cloverfield yeah well now i'm there probably is a box set isn't there yeah so so there was the sequel to that and then there was that was there three of them i think yeah, because they did like a funny TV. Sort They've of done the one on on like Netflix or whatever they threw it on or something. Cloverfield Lane was yeah. the one that we that saw. Se- that was a sequel to Cloverfield. Sequel to Cloverfield. Cloverfield, I absolutely love. Um, yeah. The one with Tim Cloverfield Lane, amazing. Um, yeah, you're right. They, I'm sure, and it was apparently the Cloverfield Paradox, no? Yeah, that? Th- that was the one where they were in space. Yeah, I've not watched that. You've not watched it. Um, I have. Um, but but again, something like that, where it goes a bit under the radar, they're the ones that kind of yeah. get me more, I think, where someone's, yeah. over, where someone's yeah. hyping something up so much. Yeah. On the flip side, if I do start something, I do tend to see it through. So even with Breaking Bad, I could tell that was going to be a long slog all the way yeah. through. Um, people will disagree with me, and many have. But for me, it just felt like it took a long while to get where it did. And, and like you say, there were some parts of that that were incredible. Mm. But, but going back to um, my number three, which is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was drawn in from the first one. And I think that's, that's where kind of you even know if you're going to like it or not. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, The Hobbit, not so much. Um, yeah, I've seen bits of those as well. And yeah, they were all right. I felt like with The Hobbit, I know it had to be done, but I think it could have been done in one or two films tops. And I yeah. felt like it was almost jumping on the bandwagon from how well they've done with Lord of the Rings. Course, that's, yeah. that's one thing that always bugs me a little bit, where they'll go, oh, we can make some more money here. And don't get me wrong, that's that's what it's all about anyway. But yeah. I felt like it could have been... Um, when, you, when you think the Lord of the Rings books were, as far as I'm aware, three books, where The Hobbit was one, so, so that to then split the Hobbit into three movies, feature-length movies, it's kind of yeah. Well, they did that with um, Harry Potter as well, didn't they? In the last Harry Potter book, I yeah, think, into two films. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It, just, it just smells of um, what's it? Money spinning, doesn't it? Yeah. That sort yeah. of thing. Like, but people, you, yeah. mate, listen. People will go and see it. Of That's course, the thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, we're into the top two. Top two. What you got? So number two is one you may or may not have heard of either, um, Aeon Flux. Yes, I have heard of that. Yeah. So and that started, the, the way I was introduced to that, this is the, the cartoon box set. Um, right. The way I was introduced to this, on BBC Two, 
it was about, I don't know, six in the afternoon or six in the evening. There used to be this thing called liquid television. And, and this is going back uh, again in, in uh, the olden days, where it says that liquid television was an MTV thing and it ran between 91 and 95. I don't know when they actually showed it on BBC2. It was probably sort of a bit after or whatever. But I remember just you know, flicking over and seeing this thing and it was this collection of really crazy animations and like little short films and a bit like if you remember MTV used to have the weird titles and stuff like that, like a funny thing happening and then MTV came out. It was almost like a, an extension of that. And one of the regular featured parts of it was Aeon Flux, the, mm-hmm. the, the um, sort of lady assassin. So that was how I was re- was introduced to that character and just remember seeing these really crazy, you know, this this woman in in sort of bondage looking gear shooting all these people and blood coming out and everything like that and just being absolutely um captivated by it. And yeah, I sort of this is the the full um series from like the um little pilots and sort of all of the animations that the guy did. Um, Peter Chung is, is the gentleman who did it. But yeah, absolutely love it. it for me, it's um, influent, influential on me in terms of you know, getting me into art and animation and all of that sort of stuff and and the, the whole futuristic um, vibe of it. And it's very uh, almost sort of anime in, yeah. in its sort of like storyline and so on. But yeah, absolutely it, love it. Have you seen any of them? No, I was going to say, I, I feel like I've heard the the title they has has it film. been made into a film yeah so after this they then made a film I, I don't know when the film actually came out um but it had who was the actress who was in it was in 2005 they made a film and it's Charlize Theron who was in it apparently yeah I've never seen the film because I love the the uh, cartoon so mm. much I've never watched the film would so you would know. you what would you worry that the film wouldn't do it justice yeah, because it's just such, um, it's quite, what, what's the word? It's quite an extreme cartoon and not in the, in the sense that it's very violent, but also it's just very, um, just really visual. And there are bits of, like certain episodes start with like a fly crawling across her eye and you see her eyelashes and stuff. Or she'll sort of like, I'm wrong, so like she'll kill someone and then sort of like lick them. And it's that really weird, Mm. Sort of uh, extreme things that happen in it, and I'd worry that the film was too Hollywood, if you know what I mean. It, yeah, it's shiny and matrix like rather than well, and a, and a, the things that make this really a cool. good. A, a good example of that, and <laughs> I'll bring up a comment that we had from last week's show, which was about computer games to movies that haven't yeah. quite worked. One that you mentioned, I think, or Mark mentioned, which was Street Fighter, which yeah. um. Ryan, who sent in this question, completely disagrees with, thinks that it's an amazing film. I would argue that the manga version of Street Fighter, that was incredible. Um, And and for me, I remember watching the manga version first and was like, this is awesome. Then they brought out the, um, what do they call them, real, uh, like, what do they they call films Uh, with? Live action. Live action, that's it. Uh, when they brought out the live action version with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Kylie Minogue, I was so yeah. disappointed. Yeah. So disappointed. But on the flip side, Mortal Kombat was one that I remember seeing the real live action version first and then and then saw an animated version and the animated version wasn't as good. But maybe it's because, like you say, depending on what way you see it first might yeah. influence, you know, All if you right. really enjoyed it. Uh, visually... The um the manga Street Fighter film looked like Street Fighter. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it was it was that same in keeping with the style, whereas the Street Fighter live action film looked nothing like it. Like there was a, there was a I don't know a similarity between some of the characters, but otherwise it was mm. quite far removed. And also, what what I, I don't want to stick around this film too much, but what an opening to the film when you had um, Blind by Colm playing, if you remember. Oh, and you had, you had um, wasn't it um, Ryu and uh, Bison? Maybe I can't remember. I can't remember. Or Sagat. I can't remember which one it is. 
it's one of them. I think it's, I think it's Bison anyway. But and and he uppercuts him. But just from that music, and it was so intense because we had all the light in, and you know it was really dark. They're out in this field. But the manga films, I think, they can be another level when it comes to animations anyway. Um, but that's an awesome pick for your number two, mate. I'll lend you it. Yeah, and I will. Uh... I'll watch it. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> uh, no, please do. I will. My number two. Um... Yeah, once once I remember, it's, it's weird to say once I remembered watching this. I've got it as a box set. Um, I watched it on TV before I watched it on uh, on DVD. But The Office. I could have picked. I could have picked pretty much any Ricky Gervais box set because you know I'm a massive fan of his. Mark Mark actually um, recommended that I watch The Office when it was on when it started off. It was on BBC Two, I think. Mm. Um, not sure whether it ever actually went over to BBC One. It might have always stayed on Two. But um, I remember watching the first episode and thinking it was an actual documentary because none of the characters in it you'd ever seen on anything else. Or, or certainly I hadn't. Um, and, and I was convinced that this was some wacky manager, David Brent, in an office. And obviously, as, as time goes on, you, you obviously understand it's not. But um, it's just one of the best series ever made, I think. And it's still, if you watch it now today, it, it's one of them ones where it's cringeworthy because of the character yeah. that he plays. But also, there's so many other things. And obviously, there's an American version of it, which went on a hell of a lot longer. I think that's like nine series. Um, the American one with Steve Carell was David Brent, yeah. or, or he isn't actually David Brent in that, but his character. But um, but yeah, it's uh, and I, and I think it's still you can watch that today and still it hasn't dated if you know what I mean. It's yeah. still um, very very funny, but just also awesome. with the office. The, the the great thing is is it does make you cringe and it does make you think, oh god, I can't believe that's happening. But it, there's with so many in the characters, you've met people like that. It, yeah. It's, you know, as ridiculous as the situation is, it's still very representative of real yeah. life. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you always had your uh, a Tim or your a Gareth yeah. or whatever. You know, it, you you could associate, uh, like you say, the characters with certain ones. You had, um, wasn't it, he's the, the road agent, which was Finchie, Chris Finch. Yes. Um, who's a famous actor? He's he's got a, he does a lot of voiceovers for things, I think as well. Yeah. And he was like the you know the big shot, come in, give it large. And you always knew someone like that. And it's the same with a lot of shows. It's who you relate to. You know the in betweeners. People always say there's certain exactly. characters. Them that's you. That's him. That's Steve. Yeah. Whatever. So yeah, I think that's like you say. It's always relatability with a lot of these shows. And and when it's set in an office, and and it was probably around the time when we'd started working in an, on an office environment so you yeah. could you could again you pick the similarities with it and and even now today there's there's shows that i'll watch today and certain characters will remind me of people in that you know yeah. what i mean so it's it's funny but yeah that was my uh, my number two but like i say ricky gervais it, my, my wife said to me um what about extras because that was another like that was kind of yeah. i think his follow-up to the office for, for me it doesn't doesn't beat the office but again another no. one where it was it's, it's good in it? it it's good as its own thing isn't it yeah so i think he's been pretty successful with his mm. uh with his tv show definitely well so that brings us to number one number one should i go ahead of it yeah um so my number one is i i picked this because this is something that i have watched multiple times i will continue to watch multiple times because i absolutely love it it's a bit of an odd choice i think i've said but a few of mine have been a bit of an odd choice but and it's a documentary and it's not the one you're thinking of it is michael palin's around the world in 80 days wow right so this was for, for those who don't know michael, michael palin. palin he's obviously a very famous man was in Python and so on but Later in life, he made his career out of doing travel documentaries. And with his travel documentaries, he went to a load of places where at the time not many people went to. So it, was, it wasn't like your normal, oh, I'm going to go to, uh, I don't know, Magaluf or, <laughs> or wherever. He went to, the, the, well, the, the premise of this particular show or this particular series that he did 
was to follow the path that the book Around the World in 80 Days took. And because it the book was made in the late 1800s, he could travel everywhere, but he couldn't use a plane at all. So he had to go from London, um, he goes London through Europe and sort of uh, India and sort of the Middle East and then go to Australia. Starts in London, goes through the, the entire world, through America and then back again just by using um, either boat or train or car, basically, mm-hmm. yeah. and has to do it in, in the 80 days. What, what I love about it is this combination of things, really. Seeing the places that he goes to, but seeing them almost as if you went there. It's not any flashy thing. It's him, he's there, he's you know, visiting these things and does these. Um, like when he's in Venice, he... Um, so that you can see the um, uh, city, he helps the rubbish collectors who go around on the gondola and you know he's loading up rubbish and stuff. The, my favourite bit of it is he travels on a boat in India, um, and it's this little boat with this little crew with a toilet that's sort of hanging over the side. Not not um, I think it's got an engine, but they can't use it all the time. And it's just this. Uh, it is literally another world. You're seeing these countries in the true. Um, sense of their culture and that and there's not, nothing sort of flashy about it and especially because it's quite old uh, 1989 that he was originally uh, he did it in 88 filmed in um, 89 and yeah it's just um, I, I, I've got I own every single other box set that he did as well so I've got like the full set of all his, his things um, that all stem from, from this one and yeah I, it's it is truly escapism for me. You watch it and you're just taken to these these far corners in the world that you'll never probably see yourself. Yeah, yeah. But because of the way he travels now, we're so used to going and getting on a plane and you get off somewhere and you see what you need to then come off. Where he's at, he's at a dock. He's at the one like, amazing thing. When he travels from um, Asia to um no is it from asia to america yeah when he travels from asia to america and um, he does it on this um uh, sort of cargo ship mm-hmm. and because you go through different time zones there's this like announcement over in the tannoy and says um today is you know for example what's today in the 22nd of july let's say for example it's not it's when it's, it's december in the film but today's the 22nd of july just to let you know Tomorrow is also on the 22nd of July, you know, and so yeah. and these little weird quirks that, that you don't yeah. think about. But yeah, I would well, recommend I mean, it. Absolutely the, the, love it. The funny thing is, you saying there is a modern day version of that slightly, which I think I've told you about, um, which was a BBC series called Race. I think it's called Race Across the World. I want to say it's not Race Around the World. I think it's a Race Across the World. And that's it's more of a competition format. Where you'll have um, pairs, could be couples, could be friends, whatever. And I think there's five pairs, I want to say. And it's so good. Like they start in one location. I think the first series, they started in the UK somewhere and then they had to get to Singapore. The only money they had was what it would cost them for a single flight to Singapore or return flight. I can't remember which way it is. But so it might be, you know, let's let's say one thousand something. 1,500 quid, right? And they've got that. They're not allowed to fly. They've not got any mobile phones or anything, and they've got to get there. And you, all they've got is maps. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and they have checkpoints along the way. So the racing is, you get to the next checkpoint, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and again, it was, you know, there'd be times when if their money got so low, they have to find work locally and things like that. And there's just so many, like, places. The last... The second series, which finished this year, um, they went from uh, basically um, started in like somewhere in South America, I think, maybe in Mexico, I think they started and then had to work their way down to the most suddenly point of South America. Um, it was it was awesome. But some of the places they get like just oh, it's just incredible. And it does make you think, God, we do just jump on a plane go to wherever it is we're staying. We might do a bit of tourism while we're there and see some sites, but you don't see kind of 
space. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's weird, and and that's the experience that you find. And and what I like about it, yes, there is the concept is that you get to the end. I think that the amount that they win isn't even that extravagant. It's probably something like twenty k or something, which is a lot of money. But it's more for the experience that they're doing yeah. it, and for the journey that the the pair, because a lot of the time there is unfortunately some sort of background to the pairs, but yeah. which I know you're never usually a fan of. But but I think in this sort of competition it does add an element you yeah. know if if it's you've i had have some... seen bits of it and they've been you know like the the two of them whoever it is are somewhere and saying you know we did this to try and sort our relationship yeah. or understand each other more or whatever and yeah. you know it, if you're in that environment you're in the middle of nowhere and you need to work together it's it's yeah. gonna bring that, isn't it but that's a, that's a really good, I'd say that's probably the closest thing to sounds yeah. like that one series that Michael Palin done, which um, is, is a similarity to it. But the, the, other thing, the, the other thing that I love about all these documentaries is because they are old, mm-hmm. you're seeing, it's like a window into time of certain places. And there's one of the ones, that I can't remember, oh, it's not pole to pole, it's the full circle, I think it's called, one of his later ones. He goes to parts of China that no longer exist because they built the Three Gorges Dam. He, he's there um, before they flooded the area, basically. So it's all these things that yeah, just don't literally, literally don't exist any, anymore. And yeah, things like that are, are just a bit special, really, thinking, wow, that's, you, know, you're, you are seeing something that you mm. just literally can't see anymore. I wasn't expecting that to be your number one. You know what I was going to expect yeah. to be, which the was Hype, which Hype. is a documentary of the um, Seattle music scene. But that, that's, uh, that wouldn't really count as a box set, though. I do own it on Blu-ray, and it's just a single disc, isn't it? So good really work. Chris, this is, this is, well, this is multiple discs. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a box set from a box set. This comes in a big. Like, with all the other Michael Palin ones. Yeah, we've heard like five nice. other series of it, so yeah. Well, mine, um, not similar to that. Can you, have you got any guesses for what my number one will be? Mm, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Oh, no, yeah. actually, I think I do. Because you gave a clue earlier. I think it's lost. It is lost. There you go. Um and I'm pleased because it's, it's been quite funny that we haven't discussed any of these and yet there's no crossover. There's no um, duplicates there. So uh, interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Lost is mine. Again, it's another one that divides opinion because a lot of people, some people thought it was too long. Some people didn't weren't happy with the ending. I mean, the ending yeah, it was bizarre, but I, I think it was all about the journey that you went on from start to finish and, and the concept of it. I remember this started again another one i watched on tv from start to finish a lot of it with mark and his nan bless her yeah um we we um we actually all sat together to watch the finale of this around around her house um so fond memories but we've we've lost it started on channel four i think when the first series came out and then because of how the viewership went it then switched from season two onto sky so it was on then on sky one um I've got the box set, yeah, and I've watched the whole thing, which was lengthy, twice through from start wow. to finish. So um, my wife hadn't seen it when it was on TV, and I went through it all again. And and again, it's it's one of them ones where you you should, I, I say you should watch it twice. It is a lot of time to commit, but it, when I was younger, I didn't time wasn't a, a problem, so um, I was able to put the time in. And watching it again, you you see things you might not have noticed yeah. before which is really good but yeah just you know the concept of a plane crash on an island no no one knows where they are there's a group of survivors that have to kind of wait and try and get help and try and find ways but then you had the the mystique of the island that they're on and the black yeah. smoke and did you did you watch any of it yeah i did i watched I, it I, I loved it and watched it up till the point when that funny bunker appeared and there was the, the clock in in there um and that's keep putting to, the code in putting the code in yeah I, up to that series and and then i i just thought i can't can't bear this anymore sort of it, it just lost it a bit for me but i i loved 
that all the, all the different characters in it I thought were brilliant and, and really enjoyed it up to that point. I just didn't mm. see it through. It, yeah. I mean, it, it is, again, it's one of them ones, though, like we said about Prison Break, where they had a, like I say, this writer's strike, and I know it definitely impacted on Lost because there was a series that yeah. everyone, I want to say it's series three, it could be four, um, where everyone went, what's going on here? This has completely yeah. ruined it. And the problem is, and I'd, ha I'd have to look back over this so you can tell I've done my research, but I'm not sure whether the writers of it knew what the ending was going to be from the start, which is weird because I feel like it kind of went on and you got to a point where it did start getting a little bit weird. But yeah. again, because you, you'd followed it through for so long, it, I, I found I couldn't just go, no, I can't be bothered with this anymore. Yeah. But yeah, it was... Um, yeah, I, I know um, a few friends of mine who are massive fans of it, and I'd I'd watch that again tomorrow. <laughs> Not all day because it it probably go longer than a day, but it's because uh, the episodes are relatively long as well. I feel like yeah, they were yeah. like forty five, yeah. fifty minutes. Yeah, and you had at least I don't know twenty a season. Twenty or a season, yeah, yeah. At least in the first few, I think there was one season where it was a bit shorter. Yeah. Um, but then, but then, a bit like the prison break argument, you had a section, I think the, the further in you got, they all had to go back to the island. They all got yeah. off the island, or some of them did. And then they had to go back because they, they then had to live with the guilt of not saving the others. the others. Yeah. And then they wanted to go back to save them, which is all a bit weird considering how did you get there, blah, blah. But yeah. it's, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and, mm. um, yeah, would highly recommend right. it. There's cool. got to be there's got to be a few that we um, we didn't include, but well, no, that's what I was going to say. Just uh, I appreciate we've been uh, yeah, on for ages. What would you say? Are there any that you think that nearly made the cut, or that you thought you'd want in there? there there's probably a few movie ones. I mentioned American Pie, compared yeah. to like five films. I want to say, uh, yeah. Um, like, but the original three for me up to the wedding I know they've done a few after that but the, the first three the trilogy was awesome um, one definitely that would have been in and I actually took it off the list to include um, Flight of the Concords was the Mighty Boosh yeah like awesome love that it's enough one I've seen a couple of episodes but I've not seen all of them but I would love it if, it, yeah. if I did yeah. I'll, I'll lend you that um, yeah, let me I'll, I'll file that <laughs> um, <laughs> and for me one that would have been on there if I owned it still which I don't anymore is um, Phoenix Knights mm. I, so I, I don't know why I got rid of that box so it's such a, an amazing um, comedy show with, uh, yeah. okay. and another sort of couple again that I don't own anymore but a, a series that I really want to revisit and that I keep seeing keeps being repeated on, on various um, channels is um, Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes, which I don't know if you've seen either of those. Um, bits like, and like, pieces, bits and yeah, pieces, which were, were amazing. I absolutely loved them at the time, and they were ones that, particularly Life on Mars, that sort of went under the radar a bit. Not many people watched it. I think it was on BBC Two or something like that at the time, and quite quite late in the, in the evening on on one of those channels. And yeah, it's. Uh, story of a, a policeman who wakes up in the 70s basically and doesn't know how he got there or why he's there and but keeps crossing over with um like he meets his mother in one episode and there, and there are various things that are crossing over in his life and he's almost got this mission that he needs to complete at the end of it john sim is the main character and then philip Glenister's the um police chief in it they did do an American version of it. I never saw the American version. Um, but then Ashes to Ashes is, is in the 80s. Right. But it's a policewoman who was researching um, Sam Tyler, who was the guy in the original one, who then woke up in the 80s as such, right. working with the people that Sam did. It is, I won't tell you what happens at the end, but it's it, that was one that I think, uh, again, that... Uh, this whole stuff was going on. So what's going on? I don't know what it is. And then you got to the finale, and like, ah, that's a mm. cop out. The one I do want to watch uh, is on my list. Is the Sopranos? 
Yes. Really well. I've watched seen that. a few of those and brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And mm. um, yeah. I need to uh, invest some time into that, but we'll, we'll talk about that another time. That's it. When we do well, our updated top five. That's it. <laughs> well, thank you for listening as always. And, and uh, thank you, Ryan, for that question. That's been another great top five, I think, to get us thinking. Also, to, um, it's interesting seeing each other's perspectives on it, isn't it? Yeah, cheers for that, Rye. Um, we will do another top five. Send us in your your, your request for yeah. a top five. We will um, happily um, scratch our heads and and work out what what the answers will be, yeah. whatever that is. But in the meantime, um, please do follow us on uh, our social media pages. So on Twitter and on Instagram um, at This Week in Metropolis um, for any updates for this and any future shows and all our previous shows are on there as well so go and check that out until then yeah goodbye